You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two teas in a pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Hi guys, welcome to this week's Two Teas in a Pod with Teddy and Tamara. We're so excited. We're actually We're doing it together this week. Cheers. Cheers. You oh, know, so I wish we could do this every week. Do you want to drive down every week? I have a fear of driving. Yeah, I'm totally well. What? Guys, Don't hold should me we to do it, this? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe more often than not. You could drive. I mean, maybe I think like once, once a month, a month. once a month. It. And then maybe we go out to dinner afterwards or yes. lunch or we yes. do things. I have to take you to my favorite place, Pelicure. Is that where you get the body scrubs? Oh, and okay. It's heaven. You guys. Oh, I'm, I'm this, up for that. This isn't an ad. It's the best thing in the entire world. If you live wait, in Los Angeles. Wait, body scrub? Like, what do you mean? You just go in? You like, go in and they put like a shower above your head uh-huh. and they like... They wash your hair. They scrub your body. It's the most heavenly place in the whole entire world. I feel like we should do a podcast from there. <sighs> it's. Oh I found out about it. Do you ever watch the Listen to Skinny Confidential? No, oh. I don't. So I started following her and I started listening to things that she did. And she always talked about Pelicure. And I was like, okay, I want to try it. And now- Where's it, it at? It's in Beverly Hills. Oh, well. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. We gotta go. I, we no, gotta now I want to go. So we just came back from doing Jeff Lewis and I let Tamara drive and she got us lost 52 <laughs> times. <laughs> That's because I was in deep conversation. I wasn't looking at ways. I can't like, I, I don't know my way around LA. Also, who gets a car and doesn't hook up the Bluetooth to the car? So the ways is not... <laughs> Is one not on? I told There's you. There's no volume. I told you. I bought that car. <laughs> so I bought my Range Rover two years ago, traded in my old one, bought this one, was going on a trip and they just delivered it. We bought it really quick. And then they're like, well, if you want us to go over everything, just call us. We'll come out to your house. And I'm like, okay, sure. Never done that. Well, so she, we missed like seven turns. So it could have taken us 22 minutes. And y'all know how I am about time. <laughs> She's like, give me your phone. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. Then Dickie starts calling, like nonstop. Oh. Then texts are coming in. I'm like, should I be seeing these? I'm like, can you just, yeah. I'm like, yeah, just open up my text messages. Just go through it. I'm like, and so anyways, we made it here barely. We decided to open up the I champagne. Did. We have to do show. We have to, today's episode, we're going to do some recaps. Yes, but I have to say, I just have to throw this out here because the viewers have not seen this house. Oh my God, right? They, you did not know. This house is insane. It is so beautiful. I mean, I'm in awe. Like interior decorating is my thing. And I'm just like, I'm like, I would not change a thing. 
It is so beautiful. Thank you. So the thing that I love, which you you guys can't see because you're hearing this, but is like from this room where we are, you can see pretty much everything. You can see every room in the back. It's I would never leave. I know. I I really don't. And you have the Chateau de Brault wine wall. Except except my Chateau de Brault wine wall only has like nine bottles of wine and the rest are fake. Fake. That's okay. Because I don't feel like it's like an art, but I'm a piece of art. Yeah, I do. I mean, maybe if every time someone comes over, I'm like, yeah. bring wine. But also, are you supposed to put red and white wine in uh, there? Do you, who do you think you're talking to? I have no idea. We went over to somebody's house for a luncheon and we walked into their wine cellar and it was cold. And I go, hold on. What temperature you're supposed was it? To- <laughs> what temperature was it? I go, oh, these are supposed to ha- be turned on. And he goes, the Wait. guy looked at me. Ours is not turned on. We oh, don't even know. Oh, okay. But we have a little AC in there, but we don't know. So there, it's climate controlled. So it's not just like, you. it's just not for decoration. Like, no, it there is a... There is a climate control. We okay, just don't I, turn it on because okay, we don't know. Like we can do a podcast in the wine cellar. We could, but... It right- is so big. It is beautiful. It is big. There's seven bottles of wine and we don't know what temperature. No, there's like 700 bottles of wine, but <laughs> only seven are full. But I only like certain wines anyway, and mainly champs. So cheers. Yeah. All right. So Orange County. Ugh. I, oh. I mean, I know Tamara loves talking about Orange County. I don't. County I hate because I feel like it's a no-win situation for me because I was on the show for so long. So anything I say, people are like, why are you talking? You're jealous. Yeah. So it's hard for me to talk about. I try to remove myself as a cast member and look at it as a viewer, which is hard. Just wait, because Beverly Hills is coming up. I know. Don't worry. I already, on the Fox Force 5 is already like our lives for when (sighs) you have to start talking about us. I know. So tuning in, I wanted to see what went down with Heather and Shannon continuing that conversation. And what, it, what were your thoughts on that? Because I felt like um, a lot of, Heather got a lot of shit because she was saying, people were saying like she was acting, she was threatening. I didn't see it as threatening. I saw it as you messed with my family. You gotta understand, this is Terry's job. This is his livelihood. I understand, but then, okay. Do you remember, you watched Beverly Hills. Yes. Remember in Berlin, when I'm at the table with Erica and she's okay. in latex with the bangs. Yes. And you can tell I'm like trying to get the balls to like say something to her. I had already been in my hotel room, like prepping what I was going to say for oh, like- see, so rehearse. I was like, come on, you can do it. Yes. And then yes. Dorit sucked the life out of it by going, she's afraid of you honey and I was like but like it was like one of those moments where I was like you prepped this too much she Heather probably did prep it because I know Heather very well and I feel like she knows she's gonna go in she had like three weeks to go over in her head because at first she's like I don't want anything to do with her I have no desire to make up with you and then she's like okay I'm gonna make up with her well what are you gonna say I would have done the same thing so I think it just it came across as threatening, but I know Heather and I know her heart and there's no way she was like, you know, you're going down. I'm going to take you down. I take your kids and your business. I didn't take it like that. I took it as like, I would, I took it as like, I'm going to get you fired. Oh, okay. No, I don't think anybody has that, um, the power to fire. But I think that's the illusion that Heather has been giving. I mean, I don't know. She's, you guys are friends. I I, did her podcast once. She's been nothing but lovely to me. Yes. But I think that's what she was coming in. I I think she was. See, I didn't see it like that. Her big dinger energy right there. Yeah. I saw it what, like, okay, Heather was off for five years. She comes back. She's blindsided by Shannon coming at her with this, bullshit accusation didn't mean anything, whatever. And then they're face to face. And she's like, listen, you do that again. And you're going to lose more than my friendship. Because if you go for my business, like that's off limits. But what are you going to lose? Like if you were to say that to me, we have to Andy needs to ask her that at the reunion. What are you going to lose? But like, if I said to you, if, if you're going to do that again, you have more to lose than my friendship. What am I saying? I don't like those types of threats. Okay. So what you felt it was threatening. Okay. Like no, it's either you're going to get fired or I'm going to do some, or I'm going to do something in return. I'm going to like, I'm going to get you back. I thought, I thought of it is like, I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you. That's how I looked at it. I'm so sick of all this suing. Oh, BS. I, I am so quit suing. Like, suing. Like, like if you have so much money that you need to be suing everybody all the but time, if you have all that money. 
who, you don't need to who say. Who cares? Who cares? People talk about us all the time. It's always those weak people that are like, oh my God, nyeh, nyeh, nyeh. She, she tried to say bad things about me. I'm going to sue her because it's going to make things better. No, it's not. It's, it it's just, not. I'm, I'm over the suing. I don't care. But I think it's lame. Did you see that Shannon went on to do an interview? Now, this is after the show is already wrapped. They're airing. She did an interview recently and I can't remember who it was with. And she basically said, what are you going to do to me, Heather? Are you going to sue me and take away my business? Or are you going to kill me or something like that? And I'm like, oh, come on. Let's not get dramatic now. That's also, I mean, Sutton did a similar thing when Eric with Erica this past year when it's like, what are you going to do? Do I need to get a security guard? Right. It's like, nobody is saying that. They're just upset they're in the upset. moment. They're I, I talking, get, yeah, talking they're, nonsense. They're talking nonsense. But either way, I, I don't really believe in threats. Yeah. I don't think that they... What did you think about the apology that was made to Terry? Would you have said you need to apologize to my husband? I probably would have done it all together if I thought that it needed to be a group thing. I mean, yeah. Terry was already sitting, like Terry was there already. Yeah. So why not have him there? Plus, Terry had already given him his scripted version of it. Like, well, we, I, 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 <laughs> we already saw that. So, I mean, Shannon gave an interview on Entertainment Tonight talking to her, her friend Bryce. Yes. She gives all the information she wants to give. Then, you know, we see the episode where she gives her apology to Heather, which is forced. And then right. to Terry, which is awkward. And then Terry just reiterates what he already re reiterated. This was nothing. This was nothing. Well, I do believe, I mean, as somebody that worked on the show for 12 years, you can probably relate to this. When you want a storyline to die, you don't give it any life. Correct. And I feel like that's what they were doing. They were just not given it any life. If you give it life, because I think in, in real life, I would have been mad at Nicole. I would have been like, Nicole, we've been friends for how many years? Why didn't you tell me? Nicole probably didn't tell her because she never wanted to come out. Okay. Okay. Could you imagine I am hanging out with you? I'm at your house. We're having drinks. And then somebody comes up and goes, did you know that you're, that Tamara tried to sue Edwin? And you'd be like, Bitch, right. get out. If you get out. Granted, but if you tried to sue Edwin when you were 18 years old. Well, I think I would have told you. I don't know. I think a lot has passed. I mean, I went deep down the rabbit hole on yeah. Nicole. I found all the old photos, the yeah. ones in the two. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Aladdin outfits. But the thing that got me was Emily went up to her and said, like, um, something about her boobs. Like, she was Emily obviously knew what she was doing. Like, Oh, your boobs. She's like, Oh, it's been a long history. It's been like four years. And I'm like, why would you say that if you don't want any of this to come out? So are you more team Jen or team Noella and that you tagged me in a photo? Okay. Gate. That's a tough one because I understand what, what Noella is saying. Like you tagged me in something for your business. I'm not your client. That was a no, no, you don't do that. But again, Noelle ain't that big of a deal. Like, it's not like she's some big superstar and you're going to be getting business from me. But I feel like her approach to it was wrong. Uh -huh. Like, she's like, you're thirsty, drink lemonade. And I'm like, anybody in the fitness industry knows that you don't drink lemonade, you're thirsty. There's too much sugar in it. But also, <laughs> you're... You, if you're the thirstiest human alive, you can't call no. somebody else thirsty. No. Like when I, we all are thirsty. If you're on a Real Housewives show, you're thirsty. You're thirsty. You're thirsty. And it's fine. Have a drink. drink up. Cheers, bitches. But like, I can't that she is so, like, I knew from the day when I saw her at Bronwyn's. I'm like, listen, you're doing a photo shoots with Bronwyn. And Jen came up and said hi to you. She's also auditioning for the show. Well, let's get one thing straight. These two girls are on because they knew Bronwyn. Right. So, oh, Jen knew Bronwyn Bron too. Jen knew Bronwyn too. So they have history. So it's like, okay, they're both on. They both met around the same time. They're both on the show. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, pot, what's it called? Pot con calling the pot ke calling kettle black. Yeah. It's just kind of like, no, you're thirsty too. Yeah. I mean, I thought the whole thing... I. Listen, I, I thought saying. Noella had a good week lat the, the week before. And then this week I was like, I don't even particularly like Jen and I'm team Jen. I know. So. It's kind of like, you're only as good as this week's episode. Yeah. Like she, she kind of bugged me this week. Yeah. As, and then when I saw the part where 
uh, Sweet James delivered flowers to her with the divorce. Those flowers were, I, I feel like I'm oh, on they, Mean they Girls were, right now, but weak. those are the ugliest flowers yeah. I've ever. Those were some weak flowers. Yeah. If I'm going to get divorced and I'm living in that mansion, you better serve me with nicer well, flowers. Well, I would have to tell you, I went to dinner with Noella with a big group of people. The next day, she sent me this huge bouquet of the most beautiful flowers I've ever seen in my life. So that's what I'm saying. He, <laughs> like, if you're going to trick her but to come to the door with flowers, you're going to send those. I saw baby's that, breath. That, that was like, oh, not <laughs> baby's breath. Do you think that was a trick technique? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you flowers. You're going to think it's flowers and you're going to get served. That's what she's saying. Okay. That's what, that was her point. Do I don't we know. believe everything she's saying? No, of course we okay. don't. Also, why multiple Orange County housewives have pearls in their hair and their confessionals is a little bit of upsetting to me. Oh my God. This Next week, okay. if you come here, can you wear pearls for yes, the pod? I will. No, never. <laughs> okay. Um, the Shannon with the pink and the prom hair with the pearl. Like I'm saying the pearls I are mean, becoming honestly, a problem. Laura did not do that here. No, no. The confessionals are are a lot. This, yeah. It's but like I, there I, are a couple housewives that can really. Pl- I mean, I made the mistake one time. I tried to do bangs. They were clipping. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all try. I mean, you I've try and you fail, and yeah. then you make, you learn from your mistakes. I but. came from early housewives. Like we didn't have hair and makeup. Like we did our interviews. Like it was bad. So originally, did you guys do your own hair and makeup yeah. for confessionals? Yeah. When did that I, change? Jeez, oh, probably season five around there. They they it changed, but I did my own hair and I oh, it was bad. When did it change it that? Because I saw something that Andy posted. Uh, they he did like a Q and A that said like which housewife changed the style game, and he posted Erica. When did it Not change? County. When did it change that like you guys got glam to do events? <sighs> It took a while. I feel like early days, the housewives were a totally different breed. Like it wasn't all about being dressed in the nicest outfits. It was just kind of about our life. But I feel like, I mean, did Erica dress like that 16 years ago? I don't think so. I don't think anybody did. Yeah. I mean, the second that I started Beverly Hills, every, I mean, yeah. other than Kyle, we were in true religions and I mean, Kyle and shirts. Rena can do their own glam yeah. to that. They, oh, can? they can do their own. Oh. I mean, they get glam sometimes, but they also, I I've watched mm. them. They can apply lashes. They can do the whole thing, okay. but nine times out of 10, everybody's getting glam because that's the, uh, well, like, it changed it. And I, and I love it. I love because people, when they're watching from their house and their sweats and they're like, I want to see glam. Like, I want to see that. I don't want, I, I I don't want to see, but it's also, it gets to the point where like, I love to be glam. I don't like too. costumes. Yeah. The costumes are hard. I mean, granted, I accidentally wore a costume in Vegas. What? what I wore stripper? I mean, my shorty short where I looked like I was in a Tanya Harding outfit. Oh, well, you know what? We, we all, all make, make mistakes. mistakes. You know, but we you live know and we learn from them. Let's take a little break. We come back and we talk a little Salt Lake City and a little Miami and then maybe some callers. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. 
On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now we're back. We're going to talk a little bit of, oh yeah, I know them. Uh, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> they work for you. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Miami. Oh my gosh. We, I, God, have I have so to, say, to say, I think that Miami might be my favorite. Okay, so I have a question. Franchise right now. Why do you think Miami being so good? Why do you think they put them right to Pe- Peacock? I think that that's Peacock is where everything's headed okay. right now because of the streaming. That's my guess. I don't know, but I personally love it. I don't have to deal with the oh, commercials. I, I don't love the it. timing. I don't have to worry about East because here for some reason at this house I don't have East Coast feed, which to me is brutal. Oh. Um, but I'm loving it. I'm okay. absolutely loving it. My first question is, in regards to the episode, is Julia con- continues to say she considers herself a flirt, but she always comes home to Martina. How do you feel about this? <sighs> I think it's a little bit disrespectful. If you're in a marriage, like you can be a flirt, but if you're in a marriage with a man or a woman, I feel like if you're that relationship between her and Adriana is weird. It's a little weird. I I think... Do you think it's TV weird? Do you think this is real life weird? I don't know. I mean, I think... Here's the thing. When I watch Julia and Martina together, I feel their chemistry. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, I I like them. Martina. I love Martina. I think they're authentic. I don't think they're faking it. So I like their relationship. That being said... Would you be okay if Edmund's like, I'm just a flirt and he's over there in the corner with me, like talking and rubbing my feet? No, no, absolutely not. No. I mean, even the one time I would fucking kill. They oh, didn't. They, I would kill if Eddie was rubbing your feet. They didn't show it, but the there was one time in Beverly Hills where it was at Farrowine, and Edwin went up to Kim Richards and rubbed her feet. No, oh, oh my God, we would we would be divorced. <laughs> but he went up to her and was like, honestly, fanned out. Because, you know, she was in all these 80s movies yeah. and he was from Columbia and he came over and yeah. he saw, and he was like, I have to say, you were my very first crush. Woo! Woo! And, blah, blah, blah. and I remember being like, 
flames, flames. Like talk about this when we're not filming, you know, like they can turn this into something Mm -hmm. so much more when like, of course it's charming. It's sweet. I I don't actually... Kim's been nothing but nice to me. I'm yeah. not actually threatened by Kim and Edwin, whatever the situation yeah, was. Yeah, but as a married woman, you're like, no. Like, like this is, no, maybe no. not the time. Could you the imagine place. if he was rubbing her feet? And, but then if she was like, my feet hurt and he took off her no. shoes and rubbed them. No, no. That's a hard no for no, me. No, that's a hard no. No, hard no. Don't touch. Gonna, don't touch. Don't touchy. Touchy, touchy, touchy. Touchy, touchy, no touchy. No touchy, touchy. Yeah. So I think that's kind of weird. Um, I think it's a little bit disrespectful and I don't know if it's for camera purposes or if this is her flirty vibe. I don't know. I don't know either, but then we go into gear. Why do I always say her name wrong? Gertie. Gertie. I love Gertie. I talk with her on social media now. Oh, you dirty. So maybe rude. What? No, no need to loop me in. Just do it on your own. Um, I, thought at first I was like, is her husband kind of a douche because he was being so Great. quiet? But then I realized I loved him. No, He's just quiet. Him. He just needed to warm up. He needs to warm up. He said, I, he needed a two drinks outside looking in speculation. I feel like he's not comfortable with cameras. Yeah. Because it's just after he had two drinks and he was different. Yeah. And she kissed him and the red lipstick got on him. And he he became all the things. I think they're cute together. I love them together. I think they're perfect. He's not overly involved like some other people on like like stuff. No, I liked it. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with Marisol. I wish she was a full-time housewife. Do you really? Yeah, I like her. I think okay. she adds a lot to the show. Yeah. I, I I do. I like her. Um, she did say that Alexia's fiance is her with a dick. <laughs> Talks about how similar they she are. She does have some good one-liners. She's re- Here's the thing. She She's may not sweetie. be that great in scene, but her confessionals are very good. Yeah. Question. Were you a drinker during your confessionals or sober during your confessionals? Uh, sober. See, so that Kyle sober during her confessionals yeah. too. I was a drinker during my confessionals. Well, not, I mean, you're pregnant. But then when I was pregnant, yeah. I wasn't. I mean, I would like a good drink, but when we're sitting in that confessional chair, like sometimes it can be like five, six, seven hours. So I'm not a good drunk. So I would drink and then I'd be like, hmm, I'm just tired. But I so, would just want one, like two champagne. Just a two champagne. Okay. And then okay. it just, I'm not, because I'm too it, uptight. Yes, you are. <laughs> Fuck. I, honestly, I will cut her. <laughs> You're very upset. Um, I don't know. I didn't travel with a bar and they didn't have alcohol there when we did our... Oh, your confessionals weren't in your home. No. The last few years we did them at a studio. Oh, see, ours were always at our home, which were really annoying because you have to move your entire family out of your home. Okay. So when I first started the show, that's what they, they were at our home. I, from season three to season 10... I was so drunk in my confessionals that I was slurring my words. No. Yeah. And I I look back and I'm like, oh my God, so bad. So then it moved to in studio. So we went to Orange County's. Yeah. I never drank in studio. Yeah. So we didn't have, we didn't have alcohol there. So we didn't drink, but I I feel like when you're at home, you get a better confessional because you're more comfortable. You're whatever. Um, Then we get through. Adriana and Kiki want to start an OnlyFans, get advice from Larsa. Okay, I'm dying at Larsa. <laughs> okay, first of all, I love Larsa. I love, I love her, too. her. I don't feel like she's somebody I would hang out with, but I do love her and I appreciate her. How do you know? We need to have her on the pod okay. and then we'll make a real decision. We're, we're, our new motto is making friends. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not making friends on this podcast. It's not happening. So... I don't know. I feel like I was telling Eddie this the other day. I said, so there's this whole thing about OnlyFans and Larsa does amazing, but I go, but she's like voluptuous and she's got the big boobs and the big booty and the big lips. And she's just talks very slow. And I feel like if I did OnlyFans, I'm like, Hey, those are my feet. <laughs> what do you think? You like my feet? Like, do you I, have I cute do- enough feet no, to sell? Like no. we are small people. I have, I have a bunion. Like <laughs> I have a bunion on my foot. Like nobody, my feet nobody, look like pigs in a blanket. Yeah, my nobody is spending any money. No. Granted, you know there's a website dedicated to people's feet. Fit of feet, wicked, like a wicked. Well, yeah, wicked yeah, feet. I know. I'm on it. Uh, me too. There's like 742 images. Um, but anyway, Larsa but it, says that like, Adriana won't make it. No, I mean I'm so fun. That made me laugh so hard when she's like, mm, five bucks. 
She's like, I'm going to do $200 for my fee. She's like, um, I think I would start at $5. Yeah. She's like, mm, no, not going to happen. Okay. So that happens. Oh um, I love Nicole okay, all for her backstory with I'm her dad. Love Nicole. her. I think I have like a girl crush on Nicole. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. Her body is fit. Like, she has she's good smart. posture. She's posture. She's her, her husband's skin. growing on me. Her, her skin or her beautiful. partner's growing on me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like it. I, I know they, they, have good, they have good chemistry. I think they actually like each other. Yes. Yeah. That's I think he's one. scared of marriage, but I think they like each other. Yeah. No, I'll be curious to see where this goes, but I like her. I like the backstory. Um, then what else? Oh, then the biggest part of the episode, uh, the best part and of the episode. we actually got into a Tam and I got in a dispute with our producer, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hey. Shout out. Yeah. Um, because Danielle one million percent sides with Alexia. And we're on Todd's side. On Todd's side in okay. regards to the argument with Frankie and Peter. Yes. Okay. So I can totally relate to this because be, doing a blended family, I had Ryan and then I married Simon, who was extremely disciplined. Now, as a divorced parent, you have this guilt. You you just have this guilt and you enable your child because you feel like I'm not in a marriage. They don't have a mom and a dad that's like this happy little perfect, you know, relationship. So she probably enables both of them. So I, I get that. But then Todd is like, your son is smoking pot every single day. He's not doing anything with his life. Um, with Frankie, like you guys could be doing much more with him to get him in a better place. And, and she got defensive. Well, also she couldn't come up with one thing. But she got, she, she, she got tongue tied. She got tongue tied. And here's also the problem. And, and because I'm judgy, it's something I'm working yeah, on. I'm not sure I'll get better about I've read, it. I've read about that. But I've, <laughs> but Peter has a history of bad behavior. Her son. Her son. Yes. Well, so he just got arrested. He just got arrested for domestic violence, violence from girlfriend. a girlfriend from three months. He had three months and they were living together. I know. Like who? That's an R for yeah. me. Okay. So all of these things, I mean, granted, Todd's delivery was quite aggressive. I it think was. he may have upped it he's, for the cams a bit. I feel like he's frustrated. I feel like he's like, mom, you're not doing anything to help your kids. You're enabling them. It's going to be a problem with them because with the Simon and I, it was a problem. And now looking back, I'm like, Simon really wasn't mean to Ryan. He was trying to give him structure and discipline, which he didn't have. As me, do you, I have a question. Do you think that Simon loved Ryan? Yes, I think he loved him. I feel like he was trying to give him discipline. Like Simon came from, like you know, his dad was a diplomat, so more like a uh, military. Does Simon still talk to Ryan? Yes, they still talk. Yeah, because I always wonder about that. Well, they didn't talk until Simon got cancer, and then they started talking after that. And then Ryan said something like, "I understand where you're coming from now. Now that I have dated somebody with kids, I get it." Yeah. So it's gonna be it's a tough situation, and I feel like I feel like um, Todd, right? Yeah. I feel like he's just frustrated. I, I feel like he's frustrated, and you know what Danielle was saying, which I get. And I feel like so many people relate to this. Yeah, is that Frankie was there listening to the conversation, and that was the hard part to watch. I didn't like However, that. Alexia was standing there with Frankie listening, I didn't, I didn't so like they, that. they made that choice. And I think it was maybe at first because she was worried that Todd and say something bad. No, Todd they and were Peter fight. were going to actually but, physically yeah. fight, and so I think they were watching. Um, I mean, here's the thing: I love Alexia. I think I she too. has been through so much. I hope that her and Todd. I feel like the whole show is around Alexia. I, feel I mean, like she's a, if there's a star of the show, I feel like it's her. I mean, she is incredible. I really, and I, I think that Todd means well. I think he's going to be painted as a villain for saying that. I think it needed to be said I a think little bit. People that don't relate to it and don't understand it, they're going to pick apart his, his, um, his my way or the highway, my way, the highway, and to say like, but he's not my son. He's not. He's not. People are going to go like, that was so mean. But it's the truth. He's not my son. He's saying, I can't make those decisions. You can't. Yeah. He's not my son. So people are like, oh my God, how rude. And I'm like. But he cares enough that he's fighting for him. That's yes. the difference. He yes. cares enough that he's saying, yes, he isn't my son, but I can't sit by and be married to you and watch this happen. Angling, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I thought that was. I mean, if my kid was sitting at home smoking pot every single day, I would have an issue with it. Yeah. 
I would too. I would too. Ugh. All right. So that that's pretty much Miami. We're obsessed. We love it. Um, we we, we can quickly it. go through Salt Lake City okay. because well, there's only one topic I want to talk about. Well, well I have two topics. That's Seth. I was. <laughs> Seth. I knew it was going to be Seth. What about Seth and the titties? Weird. Weird. It, here's the thing. Okay. Weird. I'm fine about the the. I'm was fine that Whitney brought the titty cake of her own well, titties. By the way, I brought a titty cake, so I just you when, have? I, when I looked at it. I'm when like, who did you bring a titty cake? To? There was two things on this episode that kind of went. Mm. She, so do you think she we, copied you? So we talked about. I talked about bringing Vicky a casserole, and then Heather's like, "Well, when my mom was, we bring him a casserole." I'm like, mm, "Okay." And then the titty cake, because I brought a titty cake to Bronwyn's party. But he took it to another Why did you bring a titty cake? Because she was having a um, lactating party or... Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, 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 fine. Yeah. But so I'm like, oh, how cute. I'll have this titty cake made, but... Was it your titties? No, they were just titties. But my thing is, is like, why is Whitney bringing Seth a titty cake and go, "I, I know you like my cleavage. Well, I think we missed it, but I think in the first season, there must have been some talk about her cleavage okay. was my guess. But the part I didn't like was like him bring, putting the coat over and doing and the licking. lick fest and, and the whole show. That and also weird. when he kissed Meredith in the elevator and goes, I'm going to treat you like you're my second wife. Well, or second what wife. Oh. I'm like, oh. That was puke fest. Um, Once again, Mary, unbelievable. We have to also talk about that Mary didn't show up to the reunion. Okay, so So, what have you heard about that? um, Whitney saw my DM, you know, Whitney and I DM back and forth and she didn't respond. So she must not be allowed. Well, 100%. Obviously. But Andy did confirm that... She didn't show up. That she didn't show up. And then recently she put out some tweets basically saying like the show's toxic and things like that so i think to i have two two trains two trains of thought two two trains two trains two trains um either something came up and she doesn't want it out or she didn't want to go up against the um racial slurs that she's made lately I think that she doesn't want to have to go up against any of the things in regards to her church and the financial things and too much of her life is at stake to show up. Yeah. But I feel like something had to have come up like just recently. Like, why do you like last minute, like I'm not going to the reunion. And I know that she she did watch what happens, right? Yeah. And so it's like, what is going on? What happened? There had to have been something that happened. She's made a lot of like racially inappropriate comments. And she hasn't really properly apologized for any of it or no. taken ownership. No. Um, but then we've got to get into Jen. Okay. So I have to say when Jen isn't going over the top, getting upset. I love her. I love her. <laughs> she is so likable. She's so good. She's so good on the show as um, Mary is too. So, I mean, Jen. I can't. Like, Mary, but I, I can't. I could see I love myself. Uh, when she like goes like, but I, here's the thing with Jen. I feel like I could hang out with Jen. Yes. I feel like I could have fun with Jen. Yeah. No, at the very beginning, I'm like, oh my God, she's guilty. She's totally, she's the worst. I could never hang out with her. Now I'm like, now I'm like, oh my God, I love her. She's totally, she's so innocent. I don't know that she's so innocent, but I do know that I really do enjoy her. And I think she's quirky and fun until she gets into the sprinter van again. And like sprinter vans are torture in the housewife world. Yes. Just so you guys know, anytime you go into torture. a sprinter van, there's 45 cameras. It's hot. Pablo's there. He's irritated. <laughs> Pablo's hot. Pablo is hot. He is hot. Yes. He's our Yes. Yes. We both have experienced Pablo, (laughs) but either way, there's a bunch of guys in there. There's mics, you know, like the pressure is on and there's nothing that pisses you off more than when you get into a sprinter van and a housewife looks at their phone. You're like, go F yourself. This is our time to work. Get off your phone. Get off your phone. But either way, you see that Lisa and Jen are going to work when they Mm -hmm, get in that sprinter mm -hmm, van. mm -hmm. But Jen has to always go to like a 10 X. Like why did she have to Okay, so I didn't quite understand why it got so big so fast. Like I felt like I it kind of felt can't fake. we wait till we get on to the but trip. It kind of felt fake. It, that, but like I she felt misdirected, that- uh, like energy towards somebody. Like she was mad at somebody else, and she was taking it out 
on Lisa. Like, but I felt started. like this way every time that Jen gets upset, it goes from like one to a hundred. So I don't okay. know if I feel like Jen had like a cup, like maybe two or three episodes where she was like sitting chilly and yeah. wasn't a yeah. part of the drama. So maybe she got the like, hey, hey get in action, something. get blah, blah, blah. Something. And then she doesn't know how to do Speak it. your mind. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know how to do it authentically. So then she goes and bananas. It, and it went, it looked weird. But then there was a point where I honestly thought that Lisa... And Jen, we're going to physically get into a fight. Yeah. And of course, it was a to be continued. Um, first of all, I love Lisa. Like, I'm loving beyond, her. I'm sorry I didn't her. say that love at the her. beginning. I, I love, love her. her. Um, she kept her cool the entire time. And then it got to a but point where- By the end, she lost she, it. She lost it. I would have too. You could tell when the look away, that's a dead giveaway that you're about to lose your shit when you're like looking to the side and you're like, I'm going to take you, deep breaths. Do you miss those fights in your life? I kind of do. I miss, I don't miss those fights, but I miss the thrill. Yeah. I miss the fights. I, I'm going to be honest. I miss the fights. Like I, like even my kids are like, mom, go back to the housewives. You're an angry person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I feel like you kind of get it out. out. You say what I feel after doing the housewives, you become such more of a confrontational person in general, yeah. not a conversation, but like you're more comfortable saying things than yes. I ever was before. Oh, 100%. Um, guys, we've already gotten through the whole time. Oh my God. We got to take a little break. We'll come back and take our caller. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're back. We're going to do headline, one headline that we've got, and then we have time for one caller. The one headline we've got is Carmen Electra thinks it would be fun to join friend Garcelle Bouvet on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, that's very interesting to me because a few months ago, I did an event with Carmen Electra. And at this event, she was promoting MSculpt and all this, whatever. So her agent was there with her. And so he came up to me, he's like, oh, you're from Housewives. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you know, they've asked Carmen many times to be on the show. I hate when people say this. And you know what he's told me? I told her, do not do it. It's going to ruin your career. I go. I mean, she has a skincare line. She like, she has things she wants to promote. Yeah. But is she close with anybody on the show? I mean, according to this headline, she's close with Garcelle. But I mean, I think here's where I really have a little bit of a hard time. Full-blown actresses being housewives. They act. Because, granted, I was a wannabe actress. At 18, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be an actress. Mm -hmm. Never made it. I wasn't good. You're a reality. (laughs) You're a reality, girl. But, so I think if you have too big of a background where you're playing a part... It's hard to switch over. It's hard to switch over. And it's hard... I mean, then you think there's a craft services. You think there's a break. You think that... No, I know. And it's really hard to be authentic because... But on Beverly Hills, you you were on with a lot of actresses. Yeah, but I think Rena has been on long enough. Like she's she, been on so long. It's she's been a housewife as long as she was an actress right. at this point. Well, you she's know what I mean? good at being a housewife too. I think she's amazing. And they there has to be a girl that can be like not acting. Yeah. You know and I, mean? I think that, you know, Rena has gone through so much on the show. Like it's it, it's not like Rena's always trying to be everybody's favorite. Now, yeah, I see Rena more as a reality girl than an actress at this yeah. point because she's been on the Beverly Hills for so long. Rena's just a hustler. She no matter hustler. no matter yeah. what way. I mean, she the dancing with she the stars. She's got. I mean, she's got yeah. all of her businesses. She is not messing around. Yes. She is a hard ass worker. Yes. That's who Rena is. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking the more that on any of these shows, when you bring in too many actresses at one time, right? But I just found it kind of weird that her agent is telling me which is a little weird he was a little weird i'm not gonna lie he was a little weird and he's like oh no i would never allow her to be on that show it's toxic it's it will kill her career and i'm like mm, okay they people always say that but I, i've often t- i've had so many people come up to me and be like oh i you know before you became a housewife i got offered that job and then i'll oh, ask yeah. i'll ask alex and i'll like, be like hey yeah. by the way do you know blah 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 and he'll be like oh yeah and that never there's now. there's 500,000 women in orange county that say the same thing i'll run into them like oh yeah they asked me to do it and i'll ask alex he's like no but what is here's the thing what is the point of saying that like he's, if i was they interviewed so they interviewed. So they feel like that's their connection with you. Like I. But also, for the record, there's not just one interview. There's multiple. Interviews. There's multiple interviews. Then they come and shoot your family. Then they come shoot a confessional. I know. It's like one of those things where like I turned it down. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you you didn't. only turned it down if there was a contract that went to your agent that you didn't sign. Yeah. You yeah. didn't turn it down yeah. if like okay. But anyways, all right. Let's take our caller. We sound. Did we sound a little angry there? A little bit. <laughs> All right. Our caller is Alyssa. Hi. Hi, Alyssa. How are you? We're good. Hi. It's so exciting to talk to you guys. How are you? And where are you calling from? I'm good. I am actually calling in from Chillicothe, Ohio. So I'm a little bit in the the farm area. Midwestern girl. Ohio. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. Um, So I have a question. so now that you guys are hanging out together and doing the podcast, um, have Eddie and Edwin met? Do they hang out? Do you guys all four go on dates, like a group date? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, so they've hung out twice. Twice. Yes. They, we went on a group date. Um, 
back before two teas in a pod even existed when yeah. we were in Orange County. And pretty much they rolled their eyes at us the whole time. Yes. Right? Yes. They're like, <laughs> do we have to talk about housewives all day long? Um, yeah. They are very similar. Very similar. Like they're very procedural. They like to do the disciplined, all their same things. Yes. And then... Um, well, keep in mind, we live an hour and a half away from each other, at least. If not yeah. two hours of traffic. So... Um, yeah, I mean everything's good. We all connect on every level. And we want to do a trip together. So like when we, are we moving in together? Yeah, I mean <laughs> we're gonna cohab a family soon. But um, yeah, so they get funny. along That's great. Awesome. What's your favorite show right now? Of course, I love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also <laughs> I have people um, in LA area, and they also love Real Housewives of Orange County. Awesome. Um, but yeah. I, I, I love it all. So. Oh, good. Well, thanks for tuning in. And thanks for listening to our podcast. Thank you. Thank love you, Alyssa. You guys. Good luck. Thank you. Oh, Bye. thank you. Okay, that, that was great, right? That was the end of that okay. episode. That was great. We, we need to come and do this together more often. I feel like our flow month. is so easy It's so this much way. easier face-to-face. Because ugh, it's just brutal on Zoom. Everything's brutal on Zoom. It is. But, but let's... I mean, we're crushing it. I'm more crushing it, obviously. Yes. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Please okay. send in any questions, concerns, whatever. Yes. And share. Share. We also have a phone number now. You can call us and leave messages. 877-578-3334. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.